Thank you for listening to Oak Hill Fellowship Church. Stay connected with us by finding us on social media or by joining us Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. Until then, remember that you are loved. We want to take some time tonight to, to reflect on God's Word. You can open your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 7. And uh, if you don't have a Bible, we would love for you to have a copy of God's Word in front of you even tonight. And so there are in the seatbacks in front of you a, a few copies of God's Word. You can grab one uh, and open that up. The page numbers are actually in your notes uh, that I gave, gave you on your way in. And um, if you don't have a copy of God's Word permanently, we would love for you to just keep that. And that would be your copy and that you would read that and get to know God uh, through His Word. He's revealed Himself. He's spoken. He's written a book, one book. And that is the book that we uh, put our hope and our faith in. And so uh, your Bibles are open to Isaiah chapter 7. And as you turn there, I want you to think about this. Uh, Christmas is a time for waiting. Like, I wonder if there's anything that you would say, I just can't wait for that thing. Uh, maybe you kids who are here tonight are, are, are thinking about some presents that were on your Christmas list, and you're like, I just can't wait to see if I got that present. Uh, maybe it's, it's something that you have bought for somebody else, and you're like, I just can't wait to give that to them. I can't wait to see the look on their face. I can't wait to experience that with them. Um, maybe you're waiting and looking forward to a, a memorable time with your family. Uh, an experience. I know I'm looking forward, hopefully at the end of this week, of going to my grandparents' house, and my grandfather's been ill lately, and I just can't wait to see him. And um, maybe you're waiting to, to just get the holidays behind you. Not all waiting is happy waiting, right? And uh, right now, I can personally say that I'm waiting till like my whole family is all together and not sick, and, and we got the stomach bug out of the house. And um, Maybe you're waiting for some clarity on a, a specific trial that's been going on in your life, something that you've been going through. Maybe it's, it, it's been going on for a while, or maybe it just came up and it's just hanging over your head like a plague this Christmas. No matter what kind of waiting you're experiencing, uh, can we all agree on this? Waiting can be hard, right? Like, I, don't, I don't think anybody likes waiting. And uh, the celebration of Advent is the acknowledgement that God has designed His blessings to come through waiting. God has designed His blessings to come through waiting. That's been our focus of, of this entire Advent season here at Oak Hill. And if you're just visiting here with us tonight and you haven't been here with us, uh, let me just catch you up to speed. We, we've been learning that, that the blessing of hope comes when we start waiting for the right thing. When we start waiting for the arrival of Jesus Christ Himself. When our hopes are set fully and finally on His return and the kingdom that He is bringing that's never going to come to an end, that's when we can have true and lasting and abiding hope even right now in our waiting. And if we aren't waiting for that thing, we aren't waiting for the right thing. We've learned that the blessing of peace comes when we begin to forsake the first impulses of our flesh, the things that, that we want to rush to instead of waiting, when we forsake those things and we instead learn to worship God through waiting, we get to experience His peace. We've seen that the blessing of joy comes when we trade our strategizing and our doubting and our shame for the joy of surrendering to His purposes 
and plans in our lives. We've seen that the blessing of love comes when we're looking for the right kind of love. When we're not when we stop looking for a love that we can earn and a love that we can purchase and the love that we can control on our own and instead start setting our heart upon the love of God that we can never earn and that we could never purchase on our own. The only love that can remove our shame and satisfy our soul. That's when we find the blessing of love. The blessings of God come through waiting. And the blessings of God come from the presence of God Himself. The blessings of God come from the presence of God Himself. That's what tonight is all about. That's why Christmas is so important. It's the celebration of the presence of God coming to dwell with His people. And that is captured so beautifully in this name that is given to Jesus, Emmanuel. Emmanuel, which means God with us. The essence of blessing is the presence of God. You want to know what, it, what, what blessing is? We talk about blessings all the time. I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed. The essence of blessing is the presence of God Himself. And without the presence of God, you have no blessing. And with the presence of God, you have all the blessing that you need. But there's a really important element to waiting that we need to touch on tonight. We've mentioned it throughout this series, but, but uh, I want to make it crystal clear tonight that waiting requires faith. Waiting requires faith. The essence of waiting, true, true biblical waiting that is set on the right thing and, and experiences the presence of God is faith. The essence of waiting is faith. The essence of blessing is the presence of God. And at the intersection of faith and the presence of God is the story of Christmas. That's what the story of Christmas is all about. And so tonight we're going to look briefly at three passages of Scripture that tell the the Christmas story and lead us to apply this big idea right here. It's up on the screen for you. You can write it down in in your notes. Receive the blessing of Emmanuel. God with us by learning to wait in faith. It's my prayer tonight that you would receive the blessing, that you would not walk away and leave this blessing on the table, that you would not leave this blessing under the tree, but that you would walk away tonight receiving the blessing of Emmanuel, God with us, by, by, by learning to wait in faith. This Christmas Eve, I want us to see three reasons why Emmanuel, God with us, produces faith in our hearts. So the first instance in the Bible of of this name, Emmanuel, is um, in the book of the prophet Isaiah. And it says this in Isaiah 7.14, your Bibles are open there. Isaiah 7.14 says, Therefore, the Lord Himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin will conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel. And those those words actually come as a judgment against a king who is named Ahaz. Uh, He was a king over God's people in the southern kingdom of Judah. And uh, he, he reigned about 800 years 
before the birth of Jesus. And so this is a, a prophecy looking forward to the birth of Jesus that came 800 years before he came. You see, Ahaz was waiting to see what was going to happen to him and, and to Jerusalem. Because his enemies, uh, Syria and Israel, they were, they were hooked up together and uh, they were about to wage an attack upon him. They want to remove him from the throne of Judah. They want to set up a puppet government so that they can control that puppet government and, and align themselves with Judah and have three nations that are going to strike out against the king of Assyria. And so Ahaz is waiting. And, and as he's waiting, he's worrying. He, Isaiah 7-2 tells us that the heart of Ahaz and the heart of the people shook as trees of the forest shake before the wind. What a picture, right? Like they're just trembling in their boots. They're, 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 they're seeing, the, they know that the, the armies are just, just a few miles away and they, they're, that doom is imminent and, and they believe that, that they are going to get overrun. And so Ahaz is the opposite of what it looks like to wait in faith. And so God speaks to the prophet, speaks to Ahaz through the prophet Isaiah, and he says, don't be afraid of them. I'm the one who's in control here. They may look like a whole lot of something, but they're going to come to nothing really quick. And your only job here is this, stand firm in faith. It's your only job, just stand firm in faith. If you do not stand firm in faith, you will not stand at all. God wants to build up Ahaz's faith. But Ahaz is still, even after God telling him that, is still finding it hard to stand firm. Have you ever read God's word and you're like, yeah, I, I hear what he's saying, but I'm just having a hard time standing up underneath this, right? And so God moves even closer to Ahaz. He's so gracious like that, right? And he moves even closer to Ahaz. And in verse 10 we read, Again the Lord spoke to Ahaz and he says, Ask a sign of the Lord your God. Let it be as deep as Sheol or as high as the heavens. God wants to show Ahaz a sign. A sign is a, a marker of what's coming ahead. And if you're traveling for Christmas tomorrow, you may pass some signs and you're going to see exit two miles, exit one mile, exit now, exit right. And, and signs are given to let us know what's coming so that we can anticipate what's coming. And God wants to give Ahaz a clear sign that we, he can believe God for what's coming next. He can ask God for a sign as high as the heaven or as low as Shehol. God, God is saying that he's willing to move heaven and hell to show Ahaz what is true. He is willing to move heaven and hell to produce faith in Ahaz's heart. When you're waiting for something and you're worried, wouldn't you give anything for a sign? Like, isn't that what our hearts just long for? Like, just, like we would kill for what God is, is saying to Ahaz right here. Like, ask me anything and I'll give it to you. I'll show you. Like, God doesn't always promise that, by the way. But, but like, to Ahaz, he did. God, God is dishing up to Ahaz a dream come true for everyone who actually wants to wait in faith. But here's the problem. Ahaz didn't want to wait in faith. 
Ahaz didn't want to wait in faith. If you read about Ahaz, you know that, that he does not walk in the way of the Lord. That he walks in the way of the wicked kings that had gone before him and had set up idols and had followed all kinds of other ways and did not listen to God. And they, they just put their fingers in their ears and said, yeah, we'll, we'll say that we're God's people. We'll say that we follow after God. But really, we're just going to go follow all of the ways of the world. And so he refuses God's offer. And in doing so, he makes it sound spiritual. He, he, says, he says, I will not ask and I will not put the Lord to the test. And don't you look so great? Like, like using God's word and twisting it against what he has actually told you to do. He really just doesn't want to find out that he needs the Lord. He's hiding behind fear through the facade of faith. It's, it's fake faith. And so Isaiah responds and he says, Hear then, O house of David, is it too little for you to weary men that you weary my God also? It's like, you can't just annoy the people around you. You have to annoy God. You have to keep putting Him to the test. And, and he says then this, Therefore, therefore, because you are wearying the Lord, therefore, the Lord will give you a sign Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. The house of David is, is the line of the kings who were supposed to represent God's authority to his people. And these kings had acted faithlessly for far too long. And this was the straw that broke the camel's back. And God is saying, I told you, I told you, you could ask me for anything. You could ask me for a sign as high as heaven, and you refused. And so here's the sign that I'm going to give. I'm rejecting you, and I'm coming myself. That's the sign. And the first reason Emmanuel, God with us, produces faith is this. It's a sign as high as heaven. Emmanuel, God with us, is a sign as high as heaven. E even though this statement is judgment against Ahaz and against his descendants, this is a word of ultimate hope for everyone who would put their faith in him. All of the Ahazes of the world are going to be cast off their thrones and God himself is going to take their place. Praise the Lord. He promises in the next verses that there would be a destruction in the near future. The northern kingdom of Israel would be desolate. Ahaz's southern kingdom would, soon to, would be soon to follow and there would come another son, one who is born of a virgin. A virgin will conceive and bear a son. A woman will produce an offspring and he will be called Emmanuel. God with us. This is the promise mankind had been waiting for ever since the Garden of Eden. Emmanuel, God with us, was the experience of Adam and Eve in the Garden as they experienced perfect fellowship with God. They walked with Him as their Creator King. And they were His loyal subjects. Emmanuel, God with us, was what they lost when they fell into sin. Emmanuel, God with us, is what was promised to be restored when God issued the curse for their sin and, and said to the tempter that the offspring of the woman would crush his head. That's a promise that Satan will be finally and fully defeated. 
Emmanuel, God with us, was how the promise was given to Abraham and Isaac and to Jacob as God personally came and told them about what was going to happen and then secured His promise with His presence. Emmanuel, God with us, was the goal of the covenant that God made with Israel. What we have in our Bibles is the Old Testament. And uh, He was promising them that He would be their God and they would be His people and that He would uphold them with His mighty right hand and that they could relate to Him through these sacrifices that pointed forward to Jesus Christ and by obeying Him and, and seeking after Him. Emmanuel, God with us, was God's design for the house and the lineage of David when He promised David that one would come from his house to sit on his throne forever and that he would rule the nations in righteousness and justice. That he would rule the nations with a rod of iron. And now, in Isaiah, as all of those people have fallen short of God's promise and God's goal, we are learning that the promise of Emmanuel, God with us, would ultimately be fulfilled through not just any woman, but through a virgin. There would be a miraculously human-born son who would also be God with us. That's the promise. And that should be fear-crushing and faith-fueling as a sign to God's people. The wonder of Emmanuel, God with us, produces faith because it is a sign as high as heaven. There, there is no greater sign that could be given than that God would come to earth in human form. That God would open the womb of a virgin woman and place His Son there and that He would be born in human form, in humility, and that He would be exalted to the highest place. Romans 8.32 says, He who did not spare His own Son, but gave Him up for us all, how will He not also with Him graciously give us all things? That is, all things that we need in order to endure in this world and to live for His kingdom purposes. That's what it means that Emmanuel is a sign as high as heaven. God could not give you a greater sign that He is going to accomplish His purposes in your life than sending you His Son. Those things cannot separate us from the love of God, the, 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 the things that would threaten us, the things that, that we would be waiting in the midst of, things like tribulation and distress and persecution and famine and nakedness and death. Those things cannot separate us from the love of God in Christ who is Emmanuel, God with us. So let me ask you this. Has God ever made you wait in order to see what He's going to do? Has He ever made you wait? And your response in that waiting was fear instead of faith. Maybe that's you right now. Maybe you're longing for God to work out a certain situation and you're, you're worrying instead of waiting in faith. All of us are there at some point. I've been there many, many times in my life. And the promise that will secure our faith is this. A virgin has conceived. And she did bear a son. And she called his name Emmanuel. Listen, the reason that God causes us to wait is because He wants to build our 
faith. And if you're asking, like, like, why am I having to wait through this? Why am I going through this? That one answer is always because God wants you to turn to Him right now through faith. That is always an answer that you can, that you can look to in the, in the face of the question, why? Is that God wants you to turn to Him through faith. There's no faith without waiting. And the promise of Emmanuel is the given sign as high as heaven to build up your faith. Let me just read those words again. In the darkness we were waiting without hope and without light till from heaven you came running. There was mercy in your eyes. I love that. That's what we're talking about tonight. Uh, You can turn in your Bibles now to Luke chapter 1. Remember our big idea, the receive the blessing of Emmanuel, God with us, by learning to wait in faith. And so the, the promise of Emmanuel was, was first given to Ahaz as a sign as high as heaven when he refused to stand in faith 800 years before the birth of Christ. And it was judgment to him, but, but ultimately it was hope and peace and joy and love to everyone who put, put their faith in him. After Ahaz reigned, Israel and Judah were, were eventually captured by the foreign powers who terrified them, and eventually they would return to their land, but they would still remain under foreign domination. Um, God would speak through his prophets for a while, and then uh, this tragic thing would happen 400 years of silence. 400 years where God would not speak. And it's actually during that time that we get the traditions of Hanukkah, right? Uh, where, where the Jews were waiting and longing and looking forward and lighting a candle in, in hopes that their Messiah would return. And they were doing everything that they could to make that happen. They were, they were seeking a political Messiah who would rescue them from the oppression of the Roman government and set them free. They expected Him to come with great power, to sit on David's throne. Uh, But they never expected him to come like this. Uh, Look at Luke chapter 1, beginning in verse 26. Luke gives us the record from Mary's perspective. He says, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and he said, Greetings, O favor one. The Lord is with you. Isn't that interesting? The Lord is with you. And she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. A virgin is to conceive and she is to bear the Son of the Most High God. And He says, greetings, O favored one. He is with you. He's with you. And Mary's afraid, just like Ahaz was afraid. But, but, but he, he, he calms her fears again and He says, do not be afraid. I want you to stand here in faith. 
And so this is the one, this is the time that, is, that was promised before. He's going to sit on the throne of his father David. He, he's the Savior King that God promised would come. The offspring that we've been tracking all throughout the Old Testament. But he says that he's going to come from a woman who lives in Nazareth. In Nazareth. There was a saying in that day uh, that nothing good comes from Nazareth. Like, they just think of a, a, a place in our, in our world uh, that nothing good comes from. Right? You hear jokes about different places, New Jersey, uh, like different. And I'm not actually saying they're true. I'm just saying that that's where the jokes are, right? Like, and nothing good, like nothing good, comes from Nazareth. What are we to do with this fact that an unmarried woman is pregnant? Like, how could a fatherless child be a king? We get to the answer to that question from Matthew. He he writes about events that happened just a little bit later uh, than the angel's visit to Mary. Matthew chapter one. Just back a couple pages in your in your Bibles, a few books. He says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. Matthew one eighteen. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. And Matthew goes on to explain it for his readers because they don't know the original word. It means God with us. Here's the second reason Emmanuel, God with us, produces faith. Emmanuel, God with us, is the Son who came to the lowest places of earth. Emmanuel, God with us, is the Son who came to the lowest places of earth. He he is the sign as high as heaven, and He is the Son who came to the lowest places of earth. The Son of God didn't just come into situations that were nice and neat and picture-perfect and comfortable. He, he, he was born not just to any virgin, but in a, in a, to a virgin in a town that nobody liked. He entered into a situation that was filled with shame. Joseph was, was a just man, but not understanding the supernatural miracle of the situation, he thought, you know, maybe, maybe Mary's like making up this whole Holy Spirit thing. I just can't have that shame on my record. And so, so you know what? I'm just going to come up with a solution to divorce her quietly. But he didn't want her to experience that shame. And so God's plan for Mary had put her in a very difficult situation. If Mary had social media, um, she for sure was not taking monthly baby bump pictures, right? Like, like she's not wanting to put this out there. She's, not, she's wanting to hide this as much as possible from the people around her. She wouldn't want anyone to know 
an unmarried woman was pregnant. But Emmanuel, God with us, was not a promise to those who had it all together. It was not a a promise to those who would never experience fear or shame or doubts or worries. It was a promise given to secure their faith. It was a promise for those who live in the lowest places and hardest situations on earth. And it was not a promise given so that they could fulfill their own life dreams and and, and have their best life now and live the life that they always wanted and and just be built up in their own esteem and, 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 and that God would give them exactly the desires of their heart. No, no, this was a promise so that they could participate in fulfilling His plan to receive the life that they desperately needed. This is about His plan for the life that they needed. And so Mary and Joseph respond in the opposite direction of Ahaz. Mary says, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And Joseph says, when he, or I'm sorry, Joseph, when he woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife. He knew her not until she had given birth to a son. And he called his name. Jesus. God wants to build your faith as He comes to meet you in the lowest places on earth. And so, have you ever had this thought? I am so low. I am so unworthy. I am so undeserving that God would never come here to meet me. That God could not possibly want to come into my situation and to change my life and to to have His way in my heart that I am too far from the reach of God. Christmas proves that that is not true. Christmas proves that that is not true. The Son of God came to the lowest places of earth as Emmanuel, as God with us. And so, so when you're in that low place, we have to humbly say, you know what? I, I, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know why I'm this far from the Lord. I don't know why I, I, I don't know the things that I don't know. But I know this. I must respond in faith. Here I am, your servant, Let it be to me as you have said. We need to rise up like Joseph and and put off gratifying the desires of our flesh, put off the things that we would immediately want to see happen, put off the the tendency to to remove the, the shame ourselves and instead say, I'm going to do as you have commanded me. That's faith. Faith operates in obedience to the will of God and to what He has revealed. And without that kind of obedience, there is no faith. There is no faith. I'm sorry. There is no faith. So we need to turn. Turn from our sin. Turn from that lowest place and recognize, yes, God, I I cannot do this on my own. I cannot get myself out of this situation on my own, but I am looking to you. I'm waiting for you. I'm going to just obey you in what's next. And I'm going to follow you in faith. Our story is part of a bigger story that he is writing, and we can't always see how it all fits together. 
but he uses the weak things of this world to accomplish his glorious purposes. He is is the king of heaven. Come to the lowest places of earth to do what only he can do and to fulfill a plan that's bigger than us. That is what we're waiting for, right? King of heaven, come down. King of heaven, come down. We are longing for not just his first coming, but for his return. He's coming again as the king of heaven. Uh, remember our idea, big idea one more time. Receive the blessing of Emmanuel, God with us, by learning to wait in faith. And so the, we remember again the promise of Emmanuel was a judgment against the faithless and proud Ahaz. Uh, it was a privilege to the faithful and humble Mary and Joseph. And now it becomes to us the power to wait by faith for that day when he fully and finally returns in all of his glory. So nine months had had passed now from the time that we saw, last saw Mary and Joseph. And they got this news that, that must have been really, really difficult for anybody to hear in their third trimester. Luke tells us this. It's on the screen. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was from the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, manger because there was no place for him, for them in the inn. Now, I know that what I just read is really, really familiar to many of you. Like, like me personally, I've been reading that passage for as long as I can remember, not just once a year, but multiple times per year. We read it every single Christmas morning, and, and now that we have a family, we, we read it at home, and then we read it when we go to my parents' house, and we read it when we go to Katie's family's house, and we read it, and we read it, and we read it, and we read it, and we can allow that familiarity to, to breed contempt, that the familiarity becomes this, this way of, of losing the wonder of what we just read. But I hope that we never lose the wonder of what happens in those words, and she gave birth. And she gave birth. That is the moment when God fulfills the promise, she will bear a son. She will bear a son. This is the offspring who who has been promised to crush the head of the serpent. And every other offspring of the woman had failed up until that point. They had all fallen into the temptation of the tempter, all fallen into sin, all had committed mutiny against the Lord. They had risen up against him and said, I can be like God without you. I know better than you, God. My ways are better. My ideas are better than you, God. And they shook their fist at God. And because of that, they deserved death. We fall into that same category. But this offspring was different. 
This is the one who would sit on the throne of David. This is the one who was born in the city of David. This is the one who is Emmanuel, God with us. And as all of this is going on, it's as if the world doesn't know. He's shoved into the corner of a home where the animals would feed. And he's laid there in a manger on the hay that they would eat. But as the rest of the world enjoys a relatively silent night, the sound of heaven fills the earth nearby. And the last reason that Emmanuel brings peace is this. Emmanuel, God with us, is the sound of heaven on earth. Emmanuel, God with us, is the sign as high as heaven. It's the sun who came to the lowest places of earth, and it's the sound of heaven on earth. So what we read next is this. In the same region, there were shepherds out in a field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord... Just just, just stop on that one. The glory of the Lord shone around them. The heavens are opened up. This is a glimpse into the throne room of heaven. The glory of the Lord in which no man could ever want to stand was shining in the skies Outside of Bethlehem that night, shining around the angels, the glory of the Lord shone around them. And the shepherds were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ. That word means Messiah, the promised anointed Savior King, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel of the, a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom He is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven the shepherds said to one another let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us and they went with haste and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger and when they saw it they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child and all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds had told them but Mary treasured up all these things pondering them in her heart And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told them. So as the angels come and they appear to them with the glory of God shining around them, they're saying, the glory of God in the highest has come to earth to bring the blessing of peace with God and man. And you shepherds can receive Him through faith. He's born unto you. He's the sign that is given for you. This this is the sound of heaven on earth. Like, can you imagine what they must have heard? Can you imagine what the sound of a multitude of angels singing sounds like? Can you imagine what the glory of God shining all around them looks like? I hope that it terrifies you to allow your mind to wander there. 
And I hope that it delights you at the same time. Because it is the thing for which you were created. We know this for sure. That the angels wanted the shepherds to believe. They didn't come all the way from heaven to earth to announce something that would go unacted upon. They know that this is the sign as high as heaven. They know that this is the sign for the lowest people of earth. The the shepherds were the lowest of low class in that day. And so they bring the sound of heaven to earth so that all who hear would have faith in His Son. As you read this, you are meant to hear the sound of the angels singing to you. God has recorded in Holy Scripture their words for you so that you might receive it by faith. And this is what they are saying. This one who lays wrapped in a manger in Bethlehem is the worthy King of Heaven. He is worthy of your full faith and devotion. You must believe that this is the one who is promised. God Himself is here with us. This is the Son of God who who came to experience the, the lowest depths of human guilt and shame and yet deserved none of it because He never once sinned. This is the Son who is despised and rejected by men and we failed to give Him glory just like they shoved Him into a manger. They continued shoving Him into the corners of society as he grew older. And they led him out of the city and he was pierced for our transgressions and he was crushed for our iniquities. He died in our place for our sin. You can't get any closer than that. You can't get any closer than God, to God with us than that. And He would rise again in a glorified body to give us new life in Him. That whoever would put their faith in Him could have eternal life that starts right now through Him. And at this moment, He is seated at the right hand of God and He is Lord over all. He is ruling over the affairs of men and He will have His way. He will return. And every wrong will be set right. Every tear will be wiped from every eye. And one day in the new heavens and the new earth, the dwelling place of God will once again be with man and he will be, we will be with Emmanuel forevermore. And the question is this, will you wait for that day through faith? Is that the day that you are longing for and waiting for? The sound of heaven has come to earth so that while on earth you can live for heaven. And the glory of heaven is the presence of God. Let me just read this again. Revelation 21.3 Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be His people and God Himself will be with them as their God. That's what Christmas is all about. And, and it's as we long for that and as we put our faith in that here, that we'll get to experience heaven there. 
If you don't want it now, you aren't going to want it then. If you despise the presence of God, if you don't want to be with Him, you aren't going to want it then. And so now, as we wait, we get to grow our faith in Him. Now is the time for waiting in faith. Now is the time for waiting for what God, only God can do in bringing His kingdom And now is the time that we get to experience through the power of the Holy Spirit, God with us. Let's pray. Father, I'm in awe of this truth that we just looked at from your scriptures. That you would at all desire to dwell with us. God of the highest heaven. That you would be veiled in human flesh. That you would experience our shame that you would want to restore relationship with us out of the abundance of your love, not because of anything that we could do or earn, but because of who you are. And so I just want to praise you right now. Lord, I pray that, that faith would rise in who you are and what you have done and what you are coming again to do that we might walk by faith in you. Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters here who who have faith in you, who are are struggling with fear and and doubt and worry. And and I pray that, that they would hear these words that have come again and again. Do not be afraid. Stand firm in faith. And that even in the midst of fear, that they would seek you and obey you. Father, I pray for for those here who do not know you, and who are not part of your family. I pray that you would, first of all, reveal that to them. That they would see the nature of true faith. And that they would turn and trust in Jesus as Lord surrendering all to Him, not knowing how it all is going to work out, but through faith taking the next step as they wait for His return. Father, I pray that that tomorrow, as we celebrate Christmas, that it wouldn't just be about some time with family, that it wouldn't just be about presence under a tree, that it wouldn't just be about warm and fuzzy feelings, but that the thing we would be waiting for is you. And as we wait for you, we would be satisfied in you. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. You're listening to a sermon from Oak Hill Fellowship Church, located in Strasburg, Pennsylvania. You can learn more about us by visiting oakhillfellowship.com or finding us on social media. 
Now grab a Bible, a notebook, and get ready to be spiritually enriched by the Word of God.